Hi, and welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. My name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a women's cyclical health expert. This podcast is a space where we demystify all of the bad hormone advice we've been given and instead get back down to the foundations. Your dream of regular, pain-free periods, balanced hormones, and vibrant energy is within reach. Join me and other incredible experts here every single Monday for conversations that are sure to be life-changing. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Cyclical Podcast. It's been a minute since I've done a solo episode, so this feels really fun. And when I asked months and months ago what kind of episodes you wanted to see on the new season, so many of you asked about pregnancy and fertility and egg quality. So this episode today gets to go into all of that. And as you'll see here, egg quality really, really matters when it comes to your fertility. And as you'll see in this episode, there are so many things that impact your egg quality. And the good news is, is that most of them are fully within your control. So meaning the more that you support your lifestyle and your habits and improve these things, you can see a direct improvement in your egg quality, which is then going to support your fertility journey as well. I should add too that whether you're getting pregnant naturally or say you eventually go down the IVF route, Egg quality matters in any scenario, so this is why this episode is so important, and I hope you'll forward it to someone that needs to listen to this or needs a little nudge of inspiration to know that they can take their fertility into their own hands to a certain extent and support their egg quality. Probably similar to you, my understanding of egg quality for many years was just that the older you get, the more your eggs decline in quantity and quality, and the harder it is to get pregnant. That was literally all I ever heard about egg quality. And this belief I think runs so deep in our society. I meet so many women in my world who come to me and tell me they wanna get pregnant, but then they're like, but just so you know, Dr. Cassandra, I am like 37, so I understand it's probably gonna be really hard. And I'm like, what? What a horrible belief. And I'm so sorry that someone's implanted that into your brain. That's not necessarily true. Many women go on to have babies into their late 40s. It's not necessarily impossible. And again, as we'll go through in this episode, you'll see how your lifestyle and your habits really, really, really do matter when it comes to your fertility. But it doesn't help that Western medicine calls you a geriatric pregnancy if you're over 35 and pregnant. (laughs) I can only laugh because that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard and so disempowering and to act like every woman who's like 37 or 38 and pregnant is high risk and it's super dangerous is such crap. So I know I'm kind of going off a tangent uh, right now, but all this to say the general like info we have out there about egg quality is pretty disempowering. Like I said, it's, it's declining as you age, your egg quantity and quality is going down and pregnancy is going to be more dangerous and you're much higher risk. So it leaves a lot of confusion and overwhelm when it comes to egg quality. And that's why I hope to at least be somewhat of a voice of reason here, giving practical tools and information so you can see that you can change your egg quality in as little as 90 days. And a lot of these things are very simple and very, very accessible. Speaking of disempowering, if you've ever experienced PMS, you know firsthand how few solutions Western medicine has for this. You might be told birth control is an option, or you'll just be told to get on an antidepressant. 
But there is an amazing holistic solution available, and that is Jubilance. It is the leading evidence-based scientific approach to PMS relief, and it is what women all over the world have been raving about. I am so impressed with Jubilance and how effective it is, and it's something that I keep on hand now just because, you know, we all have those days where life feels really, really hard. And something I love about Jubilance is they are so confident in their product that they offer a money-back guarantee. So that means if you don't get the PMS relief that you need in 30 days of using Jubilance, just send them an email and they'll send you a full refund, no questions asked. You can grab your first bottle with $10 off with code cyclical at jubilance.com, or you can find more information in the show notes below. Okay, so let's talk about egg quality. What does that mean? And what can we do to improve our egg quality completely naturally? So egg quality means an egg's potential to result in a healthy pregnancy and baby. The quality of your eggs can determine how long it takes to get pregnant. And egg quality is one of the most important factors in terms of if an egg can be fertilized by sperm, but then also if that embryo can make it all the way down into the uterus implant and then go on to be a healthy baby. So I know we were talking about the whole age thing and there is some truth to it that yes, as you age, your egg quality and quantity does decline, but your lifestyle and your habits, like I said, can improve your egg quality. This is really, really cool. So 90 days before you ovulate, an egg in your ovary begins to mature in preparation for the big moment. It's getting ready for that big moment we call ovulation, AKA the entire purpose of your menstrual cycle. So what does that mean? That means what you did three months ago or 90 days ago is directly impacting the health of your eggs today. And I think that can blow people's minds. And if you've been a student in Period Reboot, then this sounds familiar. You probably remember me saying this, that for us to improve the quality of our ovulation, to improve our egg quality, to improve our health, really 90 days can kind of be the the threshold for us to really begin to see a difference. So think about that. 90 days ago, what was life like? For a lot of us, it was probably stressful. We were going through something or we weren't taking care of ourselves as well. And that's all okay, that's just life. But I think that does capture the incredible power we do have to control the health of our eggs. So what you do today will impact your eggs in three months. Here's something interesting. Your egg cells are the largest cells in your entire body. And when we think about improving cellular health in general, often we think about We all know this, come on, middle school biology, don't fail us. What is the mitochondria? (laughs) I love how that's just forever in our brains. We will never ever forget that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cells. I just, I feel like you could be on any game show in any country and you would always get that right. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for letting me have a good laugh about that. So when we think about improving mitochondrial health, then you'll see that most of these tips to naturally boost egg quality are effective because they actively support the health of our mitochondria, which are going to support all of our cells and especially our egg cells. But first, what are the things that negatively impact egg health? I think sometimes that's what's really more interesting to think about. Smoking is the number one thing that can negatively impact our egg quality. So being around a smoker, smoking yourself, 
are extremely detrimental. So of course, if a woman is wanting to get pregnant, hopefully she's already quit smoking since that would be very, very bad. Um, but even if you're around someone that's smoking, these are things to consider that can negatively impact your egg quality. Sleep though is another really big one. So if we're going to bed late, if we're not sleeping enough, and I see this so often, I've worked with so many clients who are so devoted to their health, but they really struggle with the sleep piece. They're really high achieving women and they're lucky if they get five and a half, six hours of sleep a night, which I don't even know how they function. I have a one-year-old and I don't, I don't even want to know how much sleep I get. Actually, we, we are still waking probably four or five times a night, but we go right back to sleep. Um, but I don't know how many hours collectively I'm getting, but I'm sure more than five and a half or six hours. So I don't even know how that's possible to function on that little sleep. But that would be an example of a factor where if this person feels like they're doing everything perfect, but the sleep part is just not something they've been able to prioritize, that could be the missing puzzle piece and why that woman may not be having a lot of success getting pregnant. Excessive drinking is another factor. So if a woman is drinking, quote, excessively, and I feel like that can mean different things to different people, but to me even, just having more than one drink a day, I would call excessive within my practice. I don't know if that's the agreed upon definition of excessive drinking. I'm sure it's not. It's probably like, if you drink more than five drinks a day, whoa. But um, drinking in general is going to contribute to excess estrogen issues. It's going to negatively impact our liver. We know it negatively impacts egg quality. So if someone is like one of those women who come home every night and they need a couple glasses of wine to kind of quote, wind down and de-stress, that could be a factor that could be negatively impacting her egg quality and her ability to get pregnant. This one is no surprise to anybody. Everyone's favorite stress, of course, can negatively impact our egg quality. So I think that's where it would be really helpful to consider our health as a whole before getting pregnant or before trying to get pregnant. You know, are we in a healthy space? Is our relationship healthy? Is our environment healthy? Are we nourishing ourselves? Or do we have a few things that we need to sort out that would be helpful before trying to get pregnant? In a perfect world, right, we would all do that. Most of us, though, have stress that's just kind of inevitable. Um, and then the last one is having a really high BMI or also probably having a very low BMI as well. So obesity, though, is definitely correlated to um, having a poor egg quality in general. With all that in mind, let's talk about six really important places to start to improve your egg quality naturally. The first one is to spend time outside every day because vitamin D is essential for egg quality. Now, I know a lot of people are gonna hear this and immediately say, but I live in Canada or Sweden or Alaska or somewhere really cold and dark. <laughs> and in that instance, it's gonna be more about getting it while you can in the summer and maybe supplementing in a small or low dose through the winter Maybe, ideally only if you've been tested. I don't ever recommend just willy-nilly supplementing with things like vitamin D, especially if you've been in some of my programs, you know how taking vitamin D can cause massive dysregulation in other minerals. So not something that I willy-nilly say, oh yeah, just take 5,000 IUs, it's great for everybody. That is such bad advice. 
So instead, ideally trying to get it from the sun when it's available. If you live somewhere where there is vitamin D for you know more than just a couple months of the year, then this is where having your breakfast or your lunch outside for 20 or 30 minutes is really important. Going on a walk, walking your dog, taking your kids to the park, doing whatever you need to do to get 20 to 30 minutes of sun on your skin every day. Not only is this good for like literally everything in your body, but you can feel good knowing that you're supporting your egg quality as well. The second piece is focusing on nutrient density in your diet, or if you can't do that, using certain supplements. What I mean by nutrient density is picking foods that historically have been revered as fertility foods, foods that have massive amounts of very high quality nutrients. So these would be foods like oysters, seafood, Alaskan salmon, roe, um, grass-fed beef organs, um, high quality raw dairy, obviously fruits and vegetables are very essential as well. But when people have studied the ancestral diets of really every culture around the world from natives in Alaska to remote places in Australia or um, Scotland, um, a lot of this is based on Weston A. Price's findings. He has an incredible book all about this. But animal products were always in every culture revered, especially for their nutrient density. So some people listening to this will say, awesome, I can totally eat oysters once or twice a month, or I could cook with clams occasionally, or we could stop buying pollock and stuff at the store and instead switch to an Alaskan salmon occasionally. Um, and other people hearing this might say, I don't really want to eat those things. And in that instance, that's when supplementation is nice. You can do a nice beef organ um, supplement, or you can do oyster capsules, or you can utilize other things like shilajit, which is an amazing, um, basically resin that is very high in minerals. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can get in these high nutrient dense foods, because our goal here is to have an abundance vitamins and minerals in our system that are directly going to support the health of our eggs. In the show notes, I will put a link to Fullscript. You can also find this in the link in my bio on my Instagram, but Fullscript is where I recommend purchasing supplements. I don't recommend purchasing supplements off of Amazon because you never know what you're getting. Um, companies can put different capsules in different bottles and it's actually really scary. On Fullscript though, I have all of my favorite supplements linked like beef organs and oyster capsules and stuff like that if you're wondering where to find this stuff. On the note of supplementation, folate is another really important supplement to consider taking. Folate plays a huge role in promoting egg quality, maturation, and implantation. So I really recommend doing a methylated folate and folic acid and folate are not the same thing. You'll find that if you look at most cheap prenatals, or even if you just go to Walgreens or Walmart or whatever and look for folate, you're gonna find that almost everything is folic acid. And this is a synthetic version. So make sure you're looking for folate. And I would recommend a methylated version. I, again, will put that linked in my full script. My next tip is to add in more antioxidants through your diet. So antioxidants are known to help improve egg quality. Some really great foods to consider are berries, of course, that's usually what everyone thinks of. So adding in lots of organic, high quality berries, um, leafy greens, green tea is another really, really good one. 
as well as things like pomegranates and cranberries. So just have fun with that diversity, really thinking about looking for those really rich foods like blackberries and blueberries and cranberries and green tea. So these foods that are so vibrant in color, those antioxidants can support your egg quality as well. My fifth tip is to focus on blood sugar. And again, if you have been in my world for more than a minute, you should know <laughs> blood sugar is imperative for hormone health. In fact, next week I'll have a whole episode out just on blood sugar. So hopefully you can become obsessed with blood sugar like me and see it as really the key to hormone balance. But if your blood glucose levels are not balanced, you can have huge, huge negative side effects um, when it comes to fertility. A Japanese study also found that the more sugar women consumed in the months leading up to doing IVF and the more imbalances they had with their blood sugar, the poorer the egg quality. So there's a lot of um, connections between blood sugar and our egg quality, which makes a lot of sense. I think as you'll learn in next week's episode, some of the simpler things you can do to support your blood sugar are little things like eating your protein first when you have a meal and really ensuring you have protein at every meal and snack to begin with. So eating your protein first, going for a short walk after your meals, and remembering too that the more muscle you have in your body, the more potentially metabolically flexible you can be. So don't be afraid to focus on weight training and other exercises that focus on building muscle and worry less about fat loss and fat burning. That all can come, especially once you focus on building muscle first. The last tip is to focus on sleeping in a dark room and prioritizing healthy sleep hygiene. So what I mean by that is, having somewhat of a routine. So we're not getting into bed at 11.30 at night, scrolling TikTok, texting our friends, and then watching Netflix, and then trying to go to sleep, and then being up at 7.30 for work. Like that's not sleep hygiene, that is stressful. <laughs> so instead, think about how you wanna curate a nice evening routine for yourself that supports restful sleep, ideally going to bed around 10, and then sleeping in a dark room. You might remember, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago when I was talking about the mitochondria, getting that sunshine during the day and sleeping in the dark at night support your mitochondrial health. So that might mean getting blackout blinds. That may mean getting rid of the salt lamp or the nightlight that's in your room. Whatever you need to do to really make your bedroom nice and dark and a real sanctuary for sleep. I personally think it's really cool that all of these things really feel doable and accessible for almost everybody. Most of this is like, hey, try to sleep in the dark, get some sun, eat balanced meals, eat lots of berries and yummy things like pomegranates, and maybe supplement with some, you know, really mineral rich superfoods like oysters or something and take some folate. To me, that feels so doable and I feel like just takes takes a lot of the fear away from egg quality and oh my gosh, I'm 37 or I'm 39 or I'm 40 and it's all downhill from here. Instead, it gives us that confidence and that empowerment to know that we do have a lot of power and say in our health, not everyone wants to hear that, but we do have the ability to make improvements in our health and we can support healthy egg quality. Does this mean that if you do all these things with 100% guarantee, will you get pregnant? 
not necessarily. There's so many factors. But this does mean that to overall support your health, your hormones, your cycle, and your egg quality, you now have somewhat of a blueprint to move forward with. Also, this is my first formal announcement about it, but in January, I have a brand new program coming out that focuses on lab testing for women. So if you feel like you can't get your doctor to run basic labs for you, or they run them and then they're like, um, everything looks normal, I don't know. <laughs> this is for you if you need that support and validation to see what's really going on and have some customized support. So all that will be coming very soon, like I said, January 2024. And make sure you're on my newsletter list so that you are the first to hear about it. If you go to the show notes below and grab my free tea guide, that will stick you right on my newsletter list. So thank you so much everyone for being here. If you can take just one second to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify, that would mean the world to me. And next week I have a special episode coming out all about blood sugar health that I know you're gonna love. All right, friends, I'll see you next week. Bye.